Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health sells the wildly popular milk saver that has moms raving about how much milk they are collecting by simply collecting their leaking breast milk. And today's episode is also brought to you by Peanut. We would like to welcome Peanut as a sponsor to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. Peanut is a social network enabling parents and parents-to-be to meet, chat, and learn from each other. And we will hear more about Peanut and Fairhaven Health later. Right now, Diane has our review of the week. Yeah, and welcome, Peanut. But I, our review of the week is for from somebody who sent you an email or oh, a, yeah. a text or something. I don't know if it was, um, maybe it was an Instagram. I think it was a message, yeah. Instagram message. Um, and she didn't have a way to do this on iTunes, but wanted to make sure that she left us a review. So that was very sweet. Um, her name is Karen. And she says, I can't review y'all on iTunes because I listen on Stitcher. But I just wanted to say that I have breastfed my twins for almost a year now with no plans of stopping soon. I've listened since they were about three months old. And I wish I listened when I was pregnant. I'm a working mom and have pumped at work this entire time. I'm so grateful for your advice and sound science approach. The episodes on sleep and breastfeeding helped me stop stressing about my son's sleep. And now our co-sleeping arrangement works for everyone. And I feel so good that I'm meeting his needs. Thank you for all you do. Thank you, Karen. Awesome. Thank you. I mean, we love if you're able to leave them on iTunes, that helps us a ton. But if you just want to send us a review because you listen somewhere else and you can't do iTunes, you can absolutely do that, too. And you can still be our review of the week because we love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So thank you. And we we had a fun episode, I think. We do. Yes. And so this this we uh we saw a uh, Facebook, Instagram, we saw it on Instagram, um, a post from a page called Mother Baby Sleep. Um, and I really like, I've been following this page, I like it because it's a sleep, the, pa- the page is focused on sleep, obviously it's called Mother Baby Sleep, <laughs> um, but um, it's like the good information, you know, it's really hard to like find, I think, the good information about sleep. Yeah, it is. It's just like so much sleep training focused and all this. And this is really like developmentally like, you know, it's focused on develop child development and all the like really good um, information. Um, but um, she made a little meme and it, um, it, do you remember like the Royal family like had their baby? Oh my God. Um, yeah. The Megan and um, Harry and Megan had a baby, baby Archie. And um, so she made this meme and it was like the top is um, um, the Harry and Megan standing there holding their baby. And this reporter, I remember this, actually, um, a reporter. I can fe- I feel like I can really even hear her voice in my head saying this. And somebody, you know, there, there's like the paparazzi is gathering and they're like, you know, freaking out about the new baby. And somebody says, is he sleeping? OK, good baby. <laughs> like is it a good baby is he sleeping through the night you know how often do we hear this right all the time um yeah and then the bottom is like here's the right question are you okay yeah exactly <laughs> how are you oh, and, yeah so she writes um she writes we all remember a few months ago when harry and megan introduced baby archie to the world only two days postpartum one of the only five questions asked to the couple at the time was is he sleeping okay good baby Today, in a contrast uh, to the first interview, a short extract of a documentary by ITV News shows Megan, the new mom and wife, in a completely vulnerable state, like so many of us are after childbirth. 
The question this time was about Megan's physical and mental health rather than the baby's sleeping habits. This is the one question you should ask a new mom. But as Megan herself confirmed, it rarely gets asked. Are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? And she goes on. But what, I th- what, what stood out to me was how often, and to you too, mm-hmm. I th- was how often we're talking about good babies. Like, are they good? Are you, is this, are, do you have a good baby? Is your baby good? Are they sleeping through the night? Are they not crying too much? Are they, are they a good baby? Which just implies that the babies that are crying and not sleeping are bad babies. Yeah. Or what and a you good know what? baby. Babies don't sleep and they cry. Right. Are the ones that say, oh, your baby's sleeping longer stretches or, oh, your baby did this or, oh, your baby's starting to smile. What a good baby. What a good right. baby. Because before they've been bad. They've been right. bad all this time. I know. And then people will say, well, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I meant. It doesn't matter. That's what it's implied. Right. And it's really annoying because you know what? This whole thing sets people up for thinking that something is wrong with their babies. Right. It was like, oh, you're sleeping. Your baby's sleeping through the night. Oh, what a good baby. Well, my baby didn't sleep through the night and I thought something was wrong. I thought something was wrong with me. I thought something was wrong with my baby. I was looking on Google on how to make my baby sleep longer. Like, what's wrong? This is wrong. This is wrong. Right. What am I doing wrong? Right. Yeah. If my baby's not a good baby, then obviously I'm doing something wrong. That something's wrong here. Right. Exactly. But the problem with that is that no baby sleeps through the night. No. And if they do, good for you. <laughs> you know, you've got something to brag about. You know, but that is not what you would expect from a baby. No, and they're all different. You know, they're all different. So, like, why are we putting a label on them? They have to do this one thing so that they're good. That's not fair to anything or anybody. But, you know, new moms, I even hear new moms saying this when I'll be like, how are things going? What's, you know, and I always ask about what happens overnight so that I know when the baby's getting up to feed, you know, like things like that. Cause I need to know that for, you know, for what I'm doing with their, with their lactation consult. But moms will say stuff to me like, Oh, he really is a good baby. He's really good. And it's like, so this is kind of how far it's gone that even our moms think that that's how they should refer to their baby without even, you know, the consideration that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Like he's not good or bad. That's not, what babies do right and and it's gotten so i mean we've gone so far with people think well this is just harmless you know it's a harmless thing it's no big deal except look around and we have gone to great lengths to correct these bad babies right mm-hmm. i mean we've come up with extreme sleep training techniques that are even being recommended by doctors i mean like i, I t- i've told this story before that when i went to the to the pediatrician with Jack when he was like tiny, like a newborn. She was like, oh, how much, how long does he sleep? What's his longest stretch of sleep at night? And I was like, I don't know, like three hours. And she was like, she looked at me shocked and she was like, he should be sleeping 10 or 12 hours by now. Oh my God. And so that would have prompted many people to be like, oh my God. You know, I have to do something about this. Mm -hmm. He should be sleeping 10 to 12 hours at night. And so you go in to these extreme sleep training, you know, things that you think you're correcting your baby because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Let me tell you, (laughs) there is no baby that is sleeping 10 to 12 hours. 
Oh, that's a problem. That is not going to happen. And that's also a baby that's not going to gain weight, by the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. It's, it really is like our, I don't, I've always kind of seen little patterns like this and I never quite know how to address it, you know, and I know that different cultures will kind of refer their babies in different ways. And what I would hear a lot of is like, oh, the baby's just lazy. You ever heard that one? Like the baby's lazy. I'm like. Yeah. They have a lazy latch. Yeah. They're lazy. And I'm like, and people even tell me, oh yeah, the lactation consultant in the hospital told me that the baby is just lazy. Or my pediatrician said the baby's just a lazy feeder. I'm like, what is it? I don't, what does that mean? I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, your baby's not lazy. If you're going to be lazy, I think of that as like, this is something I should be doing and I intentionally do not want to do it. I want to lay on my couch and watch TV and let everything else happen around me. That to me is lazy. Like, that is not your baby that's struggling to get milk. No, your baby doesn't know how to get how to be lazy. <laughs> they're not they're not there yet. They'll get there. They'll get there. Not, yeah. They'll get there when they're like grown up, you know, like 20. Yeah, they'll get there. You're a lazy teenager. Not right now. But if, <laughs> if they're not, you know, they're not lazy. They're not. We can't put these these adult labels. I, I shouldn't even say adult labels, but these labels on these babies that are struggling to tell us something like everything they do is a communication. Because they can't communicate with us. Everything they do is a communication. Right. I mean, they're waking up frequently at night because they have to eat. They can't not do that. That doesn't make them bad. That's like a really healthy situation. Mm -hmm. They're crying. That's the only way they know to get their needs met. You know, and it's not just sleep. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's if they're fussy. You know, if they're fussy when they, if they're fussing a lot, you know, some, like you said, babies are different. Some babies just fuss a lot. Jack is like, a, was from day one a very highly sensitive baby and he's fussy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, oh, you know, that we say if you're, if they're not fussy, oh, what a good baby. Yeah. What a good baby. He's so quiet. I mean, if the baby makes noise, you know, it's just like, oh God, that baby is noisy. If they're quiet, oh, what a good baby. You know, and if they're if like you said, like if they're if they're breastfeeding correctly or eating correctly, any kind of eating, if they're eating the way that we think that they're supposed to be eating. Oh, what a good baby. What a good baby. Or not crying in the car. What a good baby. Or they go to other adults. They go to grandma without crying. What such a good baby. I, I was like making this little list and I was my husband came home from work and I was like, um, I said, you know, the whole good baby, bad thing. And he was like, Yeah. <laughs> he was like i was like what is like i was like what are some things that people say like help me help me come up with ideas for this episode of like things that people say like good baby bad baby about i mean nobody says bad baby that's a thing nobody says bad baby they just say good baby which is just leaves the let the rest you know up for interpretation you know yeah yeah um and my husband was like you know sleep you know if they're sleeping and i was like yeah i got that he's like crying i was like yeah i got that and he was like a baby expressing, you know, a need. There you go. Right. And if a baby has a need, then it's just like, oh, God, that's just too much. Right. How dare you? If they're not being, yeah, if they're not being needy, if they're just sitting quietly, doing whatever, sleeping, sitting quiet, doing what we expect them and want them to do that's easiest for us or whoever's saying it, then they're a good baby. Right. So basically, I should be talk. society thinks I should be talking to my baby like I do my dog. Is that it? Like, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's right. The whole yeah, like good. Oh, good boy. Good job. Yeah. I, my dad said good boy to Jack one time. <laughs> and I was like, I just was like, looked at him. And I was like, he's not a dog. <laughs> it's true, though. When your dog does something that you want him to do, you're like, good boy. You yeah. know, it's... then they know they get the praise and then they do it. That's what you do with a dog. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff, the way we talk to kids actually does come from dog training. Oh, yeah. It comes. It's lifted straight out of there. Because like like, we just like lost. We like don't know how to deal with kids or something. We're insane. But we don't. That's the thing. Yeah, we're totally like we. The, the thing is, is that people have there's absolutely no information out there or being spread around about like child development. Like we don't understand like actually what a baby needs, what is normal. You know, what is this is I mean, there nobody people have no idea. No. They're in school, you know, learning every subject, you know, that you can think of. But then but nobody learns anything about people <laughs> or babies or like, you know, you come into, you know, problem solving. You know, we don't like you, you, you have a baby. You, you know, nothing. I didn't I knew nothing. Right. Nobody right. told me anything about babies. All I saw on TV was that they were quiet all the time sleeping that was a shock. I know. The thing <laughs> Josh was like, I'll just stay home. You go back to work. I'll stay home with the baby and just sleep. I'll work from home. I'll just sleep in the bassinet next to my, next to my computer. We were like, oh, that's a great idea. Okay, we'll do that. Perfect. Yeah, that didn't happen. It is like, yeah, like people just don't have a clue. And then we label it like, like we'll take, of course, we always talk about the sleep thing. So we'll take that, for example. Okay, let's do sleep training. Let's work on helping the baby sleep better. That's actually for the mother's sake. Instead of us saying, let's help the mother deal with transitioning into what's happening with her baby. Let's teach the mom why her baby is doing this. Instead, we're saying, let's make the baby sleep longer. Let's train the baby like we would train our dog how to sleep longer so that mom is okay. Right. And it's... Well, and I'll... Sorry. Why don't we support mom? How about that? That's a concept. Yes, it's all built around the 40-hour work week. Yes. This is how this all started, right? The 40-hour work week. And we need the baby to fit into this box that we have established before we had kids. Yep. You know, before, so we have this life that's really, that was like built around the 40-hour work week. And then we have a baby, and then the baby doesn't care about that. No. And so then we're trying to get the baby to care about that. You know, and I mean, we had Tracy Castles on the on the um, podcast and she was, you know, we were talking about like all of the um, all of this fear mongering around co-sleeping and bed sharing and stuff. And she was like, we have to think about what we're asking parents to do. You know, we're asking parents to go back to work at like four freaking weeks Mm -hmm. and we're asking parents to, you know, to do all these things. Um, But then we're telling them not to, to bed share. We're telling them that's dangerous. Yeah. And so then, I mean, like people are kind of stuck, right? And so we push these people into these decisions. It's like, well, you know, I need my baby can't be in my bed, which actually is not true and is actually proven to help people get more sleep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have to put the baby in a separate room down the hallway um, because otherwise it's not safe. But then you um, need to get all your sleep because you have to go to work the next day. And then there you are getting up 17 times a night, walking down the hallway, stubbing your toe in the dark <sighs> to go into the into the bedroom, you know, into the nursery, whatever. Like we have to think about what we're asking people to do because this situation is like not this is not working. No, and 
I have moms that come to breastfeeding class during pregnancy and their biggest concern is what will happen when they go back to work. Like they're not thinking about anything else. It's no. How long will the baby be sleeping? What kind of routine will the baby be on? And when can I start pumping to save milk to go back to work? Like their biggest yeah. concern is going back to work, which yeah. is a it's, it's real. It's a very real fear and anxiety provoking event that has yes. completely overshadowed everything else. Yes, and we will hear and talk more about this after a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Peanut. When I had my first child, I didn't know anyone else who had a baby. Breastfeeding was going horribly and I felt alone. I searched the internet for answers, but the information was conflicting. I didn't have anyone to ask about their experiences or watch what they were doing. When I found just a few like-minded moms, my experience totally changed. I felt empowered to parent the way that I felt was right for me. This is why I want to share Peanut with all of you badasses. Peanut is an app to meet like-minded moms in your area, chat, and share advice. It's free to download in the app stores, it's easy to use, and it could be your ticket to finding freedom as a new mom. Peanut is designed to connect people based on similar interests, such as age, mutual friends, and more. Similar to a dating app, you simply swipe and send a wave. The community feature allows you to create and join groups such as single moms, LGBTQ, or Brooklyn Moms. So head to your app store right now and download Peanut and start connecting with like-minded moms in your area. And by the way, it's free. Also, today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The The Milky's Milk Saver collects your leaking breast milk as you nurse or pump, allowing you to store extra breast milk effortlessly with each feeding. Simply slide the milk saver into your bra or tank on the non-nursing side. The milk saver collects the breast milk that is leaked when your breast milk lets down. Then simply transfer the milk into a storage bag. The milk saver holds a little over two ounces of breast milk. People are, collect- people are constantly shocked at how much milk they are leaking and we're losing to a breast pad. People are reporting that they are collecting several ounces a day and sometimes a whole day's worth of breast milk. It's common to think that you are just leaking a few drops, but when the leaking breast milk is collected throughout the day, it adds up to a lot of milk. It's comfortable, durable, and reusable, and has a protective lid to prevent spills. Check out the Milk Saver at FairhavenHealth.com. That is F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N Health.com. And use promo code BADASS for 10% off your purchase. And all of our sponsors... And their promo codes and their direct links can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, along with all of our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own lactation consultation with Diane. I needed that break to calm down because I was going to go off. (laughs) So I was like, I usually can't remember what I was going to say after the break. And I totally remember. Yeah. See, it's like, I was totally like, I was totally about to go off and you're like, and let's hear more about that. So yeah, but I'm telling you. So I remember that. I remember when I was about to go back to work 
And, you know, it's all that. That was all I could think of. It was so scary. That's all you can think of. And you have this baby that is not cooperating. And then you get into this whole and then everybody around you is like, well, they're supposed to be doing this and they're supposed to be doing that. And you're supposed to be doing this. And then the baby cries and things are not worth working and you're so stressed out. And then it's just like, oh, my God, my baby is not that good baby over there that that lady has. Why does that baby have such a good baby? Everybody's calling that baby a good baby. When actually your baby's totally normal. Right. Right. Your baby is normal. And while everybody wants that other baby or the behavior of that other baby, that is not the typical routine of the baby. No, and that baby probably looks like that right now. But check it out in five minutes. Right. But, I mean, personalities are different. Everybody is different. And I think nobody looks at that. Everybody kind of looks at them and goes, oh, it's a baby. So they should all be doing A, B, and C. They don't really get a personality until they're 12. No, that doesn't happen. They are born with these little personalities. And they're they have totally these, born different. You know, like they have their own temperaments and sensitivities. And we have no idea. Like I was talking about this with a family yesterday, actually. I was like, we have no idea what is going on for them. You know, like if your baby is crying, how do you know that he is not just like, oh, my gosh, these lights are so bright that it's giving me a headache right now. Or I feel like I need to poop and I'm not quite sure how to make that happen. And it feels weird and I need somebody to hold me. You know, like we don't know what everything is so intense for them. And so like that we just go, oh, my gosh, he's being so bad. He was so bad last night. All he did was cry. So bad. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. And, 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 And it's just the smallest thing. I mean, like right now I'm cold. But I'm going to, but you know, I'm 43 years old. I've learned how to push my feelings down <laughs> and like, you know, I do it very like, well. Let chew. me tell you. Yes, exactly. Like I've learned how to just like, you know, you learn all these things on how to like selectively hear things and how to selectively like, you know, deal with the world. But like, you know, if a baby is cold, that's just like all they can, that's all they're experiencing in that moment. And it's horrible. And they're going to cry. And we were actually like trick or treating. I have an eight year old and a five year old. We were trick or treating, you know, yesterday or whatever it was. Um, and we were out for like a long time. And they have those little, their little orange buckets and they were getting <laughs> kind of full. And Exley was walking. He's five. And he was just kind of like started whining. And I said, what's the matter? And he was like, this is heavy. And so, like, I picked it, I, like, picked it up, and I was like, I mean, you know, yeah, it's full of candy. (laughs) But I was like, do you want me to hold it for a little while? And I was holding it, and I could feel the weight of it. But, like, he's five. And Mm -hmm. so just feeling the weight was, like, all that his brain could focus on. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm carrying this heavy thing down the street. I'm almost to my car. It's okay. I'll just deal with it. He doesn't know how to do that. All he feels is the weight coming down on his arm and he's just, that's all he can really think about. It's starting to bother him. Right. They don't have the ability to problem solve. No. Yeah. You know, they, they, or just like, I'm just not going to think about that right now. They can't do that. No, they can't. And I mean, and, and really, if you think about it, like, this is how our, this is how we end up like this, you know? I mean, and he's five and he could say this is heavy. Yeah. To me, you know what I mean? Like, he can say that. Babies, you don't know what's wrong with them. They're crying something, you know, they're trying to tell you something. But even in that, in that situation, you had to say to him, what's wrong? Yeah, he didn't right. say, Mom, this is heavy. Will you carry it for me? Right. You know, like, right, he, right. like he was problem solving it. But it was like he, he gave you a, a signal mm-hmm. and you said, what's wrong? And he's like, this is heavy. So 
I mean, that's a perfect exchange for a five-year-old, I would think, you know? Right, right. But like now as adults, half the time we just deal with things ourselves when we should be asking somebody for help. That's true. Because that's what we've always had to do. Because we don't want right. to be bad or we don't want to be, you know, right. intrusive yes. or we don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to bother you. So yes. I will just handle it all by myself. And How many times do we do that yes. with our partners? All oh the time. Oh my God. Don't peep up with your feelings. Don't do that. That's too, that's, no, you're going to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have feelings. Oh, well, you better keep those to yourself. Right. Nobody wants somebody with feelings. No, God. <laughs> be bringing your feelings around here. I can't handle that. I mean, it's just... I really, I, I did actually have a family yesterday where they were like, well, this is the only way the baby can communicate with me. And I'm like, you are exactly right. You know, but it's so <laughs> rare that somebody says that to me because when, you know, and, and you all, everybody's going to have their moments where your baby is just like, they're miserable, they're whatever's going on, they're going through a gross birth, they're having a bad day, whatever. And they're miserable. And you just are like, oh my God, this baby is just like, and we all feel like that. We all have those moments where we know logically that the baby's communicating, but we just can't deal. Yeah, totally. You're allowed to be mad oh, yeah. about it. And, and like, you're allowed to feel like I'm so done with this. And you can even. But when you, but when we start thinking that like something is wrong with the baby, that's when we start going down like at the bad path, you right. know, because Or that not. your baby's doing it on purpose. You're not, yeah. baby's not doing it on purpose. That's the thing I just want people to remember. Like when we label them as bad or lazy or whatever, your baby's bad. They're not doing that on purpose. And I try to tell people, I'm like, your baby's not feeding 20 times a day to terrorize you. That's not what they're doing. They're feeding that frequently because they have to. They have to. Their stomach is small and they cannot hold more. Or they're waking during the night because they have to. They're not doing this to terrorize you. It's just how it is. But, yeah, my, but nobody oh. talks about that. They don't talk about that. They're just like, oh, no. you're going to have a baby. They're going to eat. They're going to sleep. You're going to change your diaper and you're going to live life like you did before. Have fun. Yeah. Good luck to you. Right. <laughs> my mom, you, when Jack was first born, um, no, not when he was first born. Maybe it was when Exley was first born. And my mom would come down. I think she would take, like, I barely remember. But, like, she would take, she was telling, she was recently telling Jack about how, you know, when Exley was first born, we were trying to let your mom sleep, whatever. And I would take you down to this coffee shop, whatever, down the street. And we would sit together and have a snack. And, you know, she was telling him this. And, and, she's, and he was like, oh, because um, he barely remembers, too. And she goes, and do you know what? You were so good. <laughs> and Jack looked at her and he was like, well, like, what's like his first reaction was just like, well, what's what did I do? What am I doing now? Or like, what what's different? Or what Aren't was I different still good or whatever? Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. The thing yeah. was, is like, you know, he she was just like focused so much on how good he was back then. What what the hell does that mean? Right. And so he all he heard was that, like, he was good then. And so what about now? And he just was like, well, he asked her the question. And she was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I was like, and I was just like, I'm interrupting. I was like, Mom, when you tell somebody that they're so good, that means that at some point somewhere there is a bad. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why good and bad are such stupid words unless you're talking about cake. <laughs> 
and, or you know something like that like this we don't need to use these judgmental words these this is the essence of judgment right mm-hmm. good bad yep we don't need this with people no especially a two-year-old or a tiny baby i mean it it's like you know it's like jack would hear that and go oh i'm gonna go be good right now i want to be good like i right. was before and then he's gonna go seeking this out yeah this praise out Ugh. yeah did your mother say, damn it, Abby, why did we send you to college? We don't need to know all the things that you've learned. <laughs> right. Are you always interjecting with your, like, you know, insights? Stop like, being well, a therapist. He's, I know. Right. He's, he's eight, and he picked up on it. Like, jeez. Mm-hmm. And good for him, you know, because yeah, it's right. like we don't. It's uh, it's so hard. Well, it just goes to show that that's what's implied. That's what everybody is going to pick up on because, you know, she just said it and he's eight and he even picked up on it. Yeah. You know, so this is like, you know, it doesn't take long for for them to. And that we keep saying this, you know, we keep doing it, too. It's not just babies. We keep doing it throughout their life and they start to pick up on this. Oh, I'm good when I do this. I'm bad when I do that. We really yeah. don't want that. No, that's a really bad message to be sending. Right. This is just conditional. It's like conditional affection, conditional love, conditional attention. Yuck. Yeah. So, I mean, just, you know, we really, our whole society needs to kind of change the way we look at that and is it support the mom instead. And even just like get a little bit of education out there about what newborn behavior is supposed to be like. You know, it's like I try to do that with mothers, you know, when I first see them and talk to them about like, yes, this is normal. Yes, this is what your baby is supposed to be doing. And this is why they're doing it. And this is what they're trying to tell you when they're doing these things. But I I really the only person that is telling these people this like that's not good because I don't see enough people to be able to be the only educator on this. Like that's not happening. I wish this was taught in schools. I wish there was a child development class that was mandatory that went from birth to, you know, to death just about like development how people develop and how their brains develop and what to expect right from each other but i did dissect a frog in school oh yeah i know i peeled the membrane off of a pig's heart Ugh. well that got us far i'm like what future, is going on it? what is happening <laughs> Was, why are we doing this <laughs> got me real far in life i'm telling you yes it did like, yes i need I need therapy forever, but you know, good. I know there's a membrane around a pig's heart now. Right. Like it's, we really are, are backwards on what we're trying to do with these, with these babies, you know, and, and the, the books, and, oh my God, I had somebody in class one day that was, I was, I always ask if they're reading anything, if they're doing, looking any, into any breastfeeding stuff yet, mostly because I want to tell them not to, but, um, <laughs> or, or what to be careful of on the internet. And one yeah. family was like, right. we're reading baby wise. And I was like, oh God, like, oh, no. Because everybody's like, I got to get the baby on a schedule. I have to do this. The baby's got to be doing this. They say in this book that the baby should be doing this. It should be sleeping like this by this time. No, all this stuff is your enemy. And all it's going to do is cause frustration. Yeah. And that's why I I love this mother baby sleep page, whatever, on Instagram. Um, It's because it's not, it's like just about like what to expect with the baby. And stop and we need to stop setting ourselves up for failure because when we when we're when we're just focusing on like, you know, the baby being good and the baby doing what we want them to do when they act like a baby, then we're frustrated. 
mm-hmm. because we're pushing them to do something that they just don't know how to do and they're not going to do. They're not. Like schedules schedules are your enemy. I tell people all the time it's I'm like just you're just going to cause you're going to lose it. Yeah, like you're going to lose that battle. You are going to lose that yeah. battle. It's going to make yep. things worse for you if you try to control what's happening there. And I have seen a million times, if you just respond to the baby's needs, whatever those needs may be, you just respond to your baby, you nurture your baby, everything goes very, very smoothly. If you start to like not respond because you're training them, that is when you're going to get kicked back. You know, I mean, it's just because that is not what your baby needs and they're trying to tell you what they need. No, and that's what, you know, that's like... Yeah, and this comes up a lot with, like, nursing through the night, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. People are like, oh, you know, my baby's supposed to be sleeping this long, but they just keep waking up to nurse, and they're not supposed to be doing this. You know, because this is just people are filled with the wrong information, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, nursing through the night is totally normal for many years. But, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't, people don't, people just get frustrated. How, how am I going to get my baby to stop nursing through the night? They shouldn't be nursing through the night anymore. How do I night wean them? Oh, my God. I, and I'm not I'm not against night weaning. I feel like if you can pull it off, fine. But it doesn't necessarily or ever at all lead to more sleep. No, <laughs> you know that's gonna be where you're pushing up against your baby's natural behavior, and they're not gonna be happy about it. Mm-mm. Like I think we just think like, oh, if we could just get over this hump and get them weaned, then I'll be able to sleep. And they're not gonna stop needing you in the night. No, they're not. And to stop not and to stop nursing them, especially at night when it's like for them is just the, you know, that's kind of the most important feeds to them. They're going to be so upset. You're going to be awake with a crying child. No. <laughs> oh my Instead God. Instead of a nursing one. I had um, dinner last night with a couple of midwives that I know. They're home birth midwives. And one of them, we had a huge like windstorm overnight not last night but the night before and we were talking about the windstorm and how loud the wind was and the one midwife said to me she goes I slept so good though that I got woke up in the morning and my 13 year old was next to me and I didn't even hear when she got in bed and I was like what are you doing and she goes the wind was so loud she goes but you know what I'm just used to her getting in bed with me anyway so it doesn't matter and she's 13 yeah it still happens Mm -hmm. like you will your child will need you they will need you no matter what, you know, and it was the mm-hmm. same with my kids. They would come to me whenever it'd be middle of the night, whatever. And it's like, they need you. It's, you can't train them to not need you. You know, it just no, and is. you, and you know, you, you can, you can train them. You can do all of that sleep training and all of that stuff and go down those roads. And it's not, we you know, we talked about just last week, we were talking about the attachment effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and we know what the outcome is of doing, you know, these really extreme things of just not responding to the needs of your children is not that's there are consequences. Yeah, there are lifelong and irreversible. So that's our spiel on the bad babies. It is. <laughs> yes. Don't have a there bad are baby. No bad yeah, there are no bad babies. There are no bad babies. But we'd love to hear your stories on it, too. So feel free to share. Yes. Bye. We'll see ya. Bye.